reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. I'm here, Boston. Good evening. I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show, Trenches, Observation of Trenches, from the Trenches, Observation of Trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listening to WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. It's a kind of rainy day out there. You know, the weather ain't too good. Uh, hope you stay warm. And hope you're at home with a glass of tea. Your feet up. Uh, today, my topic is going to be politics. Policy determines winners or losers. We're talking politics today. But policy determines who wins and who loses. You can vote all you want to. That's important to, to some degree. But if policies are not aimed at you and your group, with your specific, specific need, you see no movement. And what made me come to this here subject as I look around our country and what's going on in the world, if we think about what's going on in the Middle East, Israel has been chosen the winner. The Palestinian, the losers. Why? Policies. Policies. Our government made sure that policies favors the Jewish community of Israel compared to the Palestinians. They are deemed, have been cast as, what, terrorists. So they don't benefit. Here in America, the illegals, immigrants, have been cast as winners. So we spend hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayers' money to feed the clothes, put them in school, usurp our own laws by getting them licensed and also permits where they can work. But those who are here, who are United States citizens, who are homeless, remain homeless. If they're jobless, remain jobless. And in fact, the governor of New York said that she had 37,000 jobs just waiting for all these illegals to take them. I thought it was kind of ironic because there in New York, even before all these uninvited guests got there, there were people who were unemployable. Why not start with your own? Well, I'll tell you why. Because in America, politics, right, policy will, just, will decide who wins, who get what provision or resources or attention, and who doesn't? So now, for some ungodly reason, we have made all those crossing our border illegally a top priority. And to conceal this here uh, just terrible decision, we've cast it at humanitarian. We must be humanitarian to everybody. 
we must be open, welcoming to everybody. And so they want to cast us here as the humanitarian uh, phenomena. We are a very benevolent society. We might not take care of our own, but we'll take care of anybody else who we deem worthy of our attention. And the reason why I've come to or my conclusion is that it benefits the majority of our community. I'll say it again. It benefits the majority of our community. Matter of fact, if you drive around in any of these communities, in around Boston, or even in Boston, you will find a lot of the folks out there doing the work. And it's not just what they say, the work that America's going to want to do. That's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. They're everywhere, everywhere in every sphere of employment. You will find that most of the work being done are by, in fact, illegal immigrants. That's right. And in fact, I contend, if you really had a movement to remove these people, the biggest uh, pushback would come from the white community. Because not only are they taking care of their children, keep doing the housekeeping, the painting, the roofing, the road work, you name it, all right? They're doing everything. This group would be up in arms if you all of a sudden start to reverse the flow of, 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 of illegal immigrants or you really start to put them out who were here illegal. That's why they, 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 they neutralized ICE, nullified them. They called them racist. They said uh, the immigrants would not come forward if they had uh, any issue because they'd be afraid they might be deported, and they should have been. They should be if they're illegal. But why all of a sudden, that's 15, 20 years, has this here phenomenon occurred? Because it benefits business. It benefits the business class. How so, Larry? Glad you asked, my friend. Our system of economic is based on capitalism. Capitalism. Not to get too deep into uh, the mechanics, but there's two important components that working people or people who come from no wealth should understand about this system we call capitalism. Two important features. One is capital. Other is labor. Labor. For most poor people, or this average Joe Smo, the only asset he or she has is their labor. Well, the owners of the product or the service, they don't want to pay you what you're worth. They don't want to pay you a ways that you can have life on your own terms. So to circumvent that, if I can replace you with illegal labor, they might not speak no English, but hey, I, I can teach them how, I can teach them a task. Well, then I can cut my costs, right, dramatically. So instead of, instead of paying you 15 bucks, I can get them 9 or $10. Instead of giving you 20 25 I can get them 13 or 14 and they'll be happy as a lock. Because coming from where they're coming from, it's like hitting the lottery. So the reason why you see all this massive illegal immigration in America in the last 30 plus years is because it really benefits right, employers, those who have jobs to employ these people. 
Because think about this here, neighbor. If a, if an American-born person who knows the, the rules of American uh, society when it comes to employment and fair play, if I had to pay him $15, but I can hire a illegal, no matter, no matter if they're from south of the border or they're from Haiti or wherever they're from, right? I can get them 10 That means, A, I say $5 an hour stays with me. Stays with me. So that amounts to trillions of dollars nationwide. Okay? Think about it now. So the policy to circumvent being a citizen, all right, really benefits, number one, the employer, number two, the immigrant. It don't really do a whole lot for us who are American citizens. It don't do much for us. It really put pressure on wages, but also it makes us obsolete. And they can also coin this here phrase, they just don't want to work. Unlike these illegals, you know, hardworking people. Listen to, listen to the rhetoric they use to describe this illegal act. They are hardworking people. They just want opportunity, right, to take care of their families and do well. The American dream. Well, gee, golly, why, boss? What do you think we've been uh, fighting for, clamoring for, wanting, wanting the same opportunity? So it's all propaganda, neighbor. But again, it gets back to what? Politics is about policy. Policy determines winners and losers. And right now, all right, Americans are losing, especially American blacks or adults as I identify as American descendants of slave, we're losing big time. Big time. Because the civil rights era, those laws passed in the civil rights have failed. They have failed to elevate us as King had hoped, whereby we would, we would achieve full-fledged citizenship with all the perks and benefits of whiteness. That included not just the right to vote, but the what? Good-paying jobs. Access to city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts. We can hire our people, hire ourselves. Private contracts. Getting our share of the trade jobs. Okay? Living in good quality neighborhoods. Able to send our kids to good quality school. Receiving due process under the law. Okay? Good health care. All those things that, it, that, that encompasses, right, high-quality living that comes with being a citizen is what King was murdered for, what he was shouting for. But here you see in the last 15, 20 years, there's been a deliberate, conscious act to undermine or neutralize the importance of being a citizen. And you give people incentive to crash the gate by saying humanitarian, we got to be more just, you know, humanitarian. You know, more compassionate. Okay. More caring, more loving. Well, I say start with your own people. Start with your own children. Make sure that they're receiving high-quality education. Instead of being put in these traps that you know they're already underperforming. 
You already know most of those kids are not going to fare well. You already know that the community they live in, right, are somewhat toxic with a lot of what inappropriate behavior going on. You already know that. You already know that a lot of the homes, many kids come out, come out right, are not functioning, you know, to the, to the optimum level. You already know that. So it means that most of these young men and women, right, the only career path they have is going to be vice or crime. Because the elite, the white elite will not make an honest effort, right, to invest in its own people. So we spend billions of dollars. We just spent sent $14.8 billion over to Israel. Well, she got a, she got enough weapons of ours right now to handle the Palestinian or any Arab countries over there. And so we will give money away to a country, to a country, but you won't spend that same amount of money on your own people. Let me say something to people, especially the white people. America does not owe the Jewish or Israel anything. We don't, we don't owe them anything. We don't owe them anything. Matter of fact, in, in fact, the wealth that America sits on, right, was derived from the sweat, blood, and tears of American blacks, labor. You had 350 years of labor, which propelled you into a superpower. Otherwise, you'd be a third world, third world nation. But you send $14.8 billion over to Israel, but you won't give us 14 cents to make things better here in the hood or, or throughout America for American-born blacks who have fought in every war, every war, okay, been the most loyal of all people here, despite how terribly we've been treated. And all we get is pushback or contempt with anything that might remotely, remotely benefit American more blacks. That comes down to policy. There's no policy for us. There's no policy that speaks this here is for American born blacks based on the research and data, based on the debt that America owes them because of the deliberate treatment that we allowed by law to exclude them whereby they were evaded or prevented from having have an opportunity when America was up and coming and undeveloped. But we have sent 14 point some odd billion over to Israel and we owe them nothing. We owe them nothing. And because they are a survivor of the Holocaust, well, America, we didn't do that. We didn't, we didn't do that. And those who did it, the Germans and whoever, right, they have received more about $180 billion, their offspring. America doesn't owe Israel or anybody anything. What you owe is to American citizens. That's who you owe. We were spending about $60 billion over to Ukraine. Well, with all due respect, they're in Europe. You mean tell me that England, France, Germany, Spain, and the rest of those countries could not rally around to support Ukraine in its effort to, uh, uh, you know, repel the Russians? You mean tell me that that group of NATO allies could not have come to the aid 
of that country? But we gonna send 60 plus billion dollars over there? That comes back to policies, people. Policies. Again, policy determines who wins and who loses. It determines, right, who's getting attention or who's getting fed and who's starving. And I contend that Ados, American born blacks, have been starving since 1865, since emancipation. And it's by our own tenacity, our own grit, that we are here. And despite receiving no help from the government who put us in this predicament, look how we have fared. And just think of what we could have done if it was fair play or even, even an even playing field, what we could accomplish. So again, my topic for you to consider, politics. Policy determines who wins and who loses. And you've seen it play out in real color with the immigration situation and with the situation in Ukraine and in Palestine. Everybody's getting fed, but the group who created the wealth that America sits on, American born blacks. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of this program, From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches, from the Trenches, from the Trenches. And again, I'm here to slight, to slight, slight nobody. I have no actually ground against nobody, no group. But I must confess, it appears to me that there's no policies at Black America. There's no policies at all. And through my own reading, I read for the cease for the ceasefire. There's only ten folks who voted for the for the ceasefire. No, but you have a ceasefire. Nine were Democrats and one were Republican. Okay? Nine were Democrats and one were Republican. Not one Massachusetts congressperson or Senate person voted for the ceasefire. ceasefire. Not Ed Markey, not Ms. Warren, even not even Ms. President. They all voted, right, in affirmative for the continued slaughter of the Palestinian. Sit with that now. Sit with that. That's policy, baby. That's all about policy. Policy determines who wins and who loses. So if you do, as I've done further research into APAC, you know, I found out that they contribute massive amount of money to all politicians on the Hill. All of them. All of them. Be they, be they Republican or Democrat, all have gotten money from this here lobby. So it's no wonder that all of them feel beholding to the, to the giver of that money. Another thing, too, I've kind of realized from my own reading and my own research, 
why today's topic is, is relevant. Politics, policy determines winners compared to losing. The reason why the Palestinians is always losing, can you think of a time when any Palestinian group or any Arab country or any Arab uh, lobby came to the state house, be it state or the federal government, to lobby on their behalf, to put out a different narrative, contribute to what the Jews are putting out from Israel? You think of any time that group, right, has come to Washington, D.C. to lobby Congress or the Senate on their behalf. I can't think of it. Can you think of any time where that group has come to the state here in Massachusetts to lobby our state lawmakers right, on their behalf? I can't think of a time. So the only narrative that we have fed, we have fed, is that of what? The Jewish community, the Jewish lobbyists, the American Jewish lobby is feeding the narrative. And the narrative is, right, that these folks here are criminals, murderers, and, ter and, and terrorists. And for my reading, and to find out more, to, to find out more, I would strongly encourage you to read the, the great work done by our president, our president Jimmy Carter, uh, he wrote a book called uh, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid. Came out in 2008. Also, for more information, I also strongly encourage you to read The Israeli Lobby, U.S. Foreign Policy. In both those writings, it becomes very clear that the Arab community has lost the PR war. That's why they are perceived as dangerous, terrorists, and the villain. Nobody speaks for them. And the fact that the Palestinians are just poor. You know, they're poor. They don't have the money, right, to pump me the dollars into our politician to hear their viewpoint. But that's like American politics. Poor folks don't get heard. That's why poor folks end up reacting either by, what, burning stuff down, you know, rioting, et cetera, because they don't have nobody that's speaking for them. And a case in point, you look at America born blacks, nobody, nobody lobbies, lobbies for us. We got nobody lobbying for us. And the only group that came into existence to fight for us, the NAACP, it's mission statement now, they for everybody. 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 But if you read the mission statement of APAC, be the immediate mission statement of other groups on Capitol Hill, be they uh, Hispanic, be they Asian, their mission statements let you know they are for their group only. They don't mention no people of color nonsense or inclusion or minorities or high-risk people. Their groups are for Hispanics or Asians. And in the APAC, let you know they're for the Jewish community. Period. Period. So again, is it no wonder that nobody's fighting for you policy wise? You're always going to be a loser. You're always going to be a loser. And so as this Thanksgiving 
commence tomorrow, all I can say is nobody's fighting for us. Nobody's fighting for black America in America. Nobody. And to add insult to injury, now you have billions of dollars being spent on all these illegal immigrants who are replacing black Americans as cheap labor or entry-level labor, or entry-level labor, entry-level late labor. You've been replaced. We are not needed. We're not needed. Even the Congressional Black Caucus, who's supposed to be there on the Hill fighting on our behalf, even their mission statement, they fight for everybody. All oppressed, all the marginalized people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have developed what I call mission drip. They're off their mission. They're not everybody. And somewhat ironic that these so-called policies that are universal for everybody never seems ever to uplift American-born black. We're too far behind. Anything called universal is not going to help us. Too late for that now. It's too late for that. And in fact, from the research I've read, states that by 2053, and just 30 short years from now, American, American-born blacks or adults, as I identify as, American descent of slaves, are going to have zero wealth. Anybody listening? Zero wealth. Well, for many, for most, that reality is already here. Look at all the new development in the city of Boston. Virtually none is owned or being conducted by black American investors. None. No wealth. No wealth. No wealth. And so we are deceived by seeing our entertainers in these these high-profile positions. They're on CNN, right? ESPN, ABC, MSNBC, you know. They're high-priced properties, but they don't own anything. They don't own none of those platforms that they own, none of them. So look at all these so-called people of color out there. And many of these people of color, right, are Caribbean ancestry or African ancestry or Hispanic ancestry. They're not even Adels. They're not even black Americans. But I'll benefit from my struggle, but none have participated in our struggle. And so that's why I say to all who listen to me, politics is needed to aid us. That's true. But policy, policy, policies determine winners and losers. If you don't have the courage to say, this policy is for Adels or American born blacks, it's not going to help us. Too late for that. But you will have a sanctuary city for illegals. That's a policy. You have a policy that says, okay, all homeless people must be given shelter. Well, that means that you now have to try to find a way to provide, provide shelter for all these illegals that, A, you didn't ask for, came here on their own, someone's bust here, but now you got to now take our tax dollars to shelter and care for them. That's a policy decision. Instead of saying, no, 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 no. No, if you're not an American citizen, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have came here. You shouldn't have came here. So what I will do is put you back on the bus 
and send you back to the border. And on, on the subject of immigration, I, for one, I don't want asylum seekers. I don't think we need legal immigrants or illegal. We need to invest in our own people. We need to invest in our own children. You say we need doctors? Well, let's start investing in our own kids to be doctors. You want folks in IT? Let's start investing in our own kids to get into IT. Chemists, research, plumbers, electrician, what we need, let's start to invest in our own youth to fill that need. And let's stop robbing these other countries of their, of their talent and their skill. That's why these countries are going to stay, stay a third world nation because America is robbing these people of their talent. All under the cloud of, hey, we just give opportunity. Opportunity. Start with your own. Start with your own. I highly recommend we start with our own, our own children, making sure that our kids are going to be the next dentist, the next IT, the next researcher. What we need might be those are going to be our kids, and I got to take kids from other countries or folks from other countries, right, robbing them of their skills. But the American people have to have to have to have to demand that. Because our politicians, in my opinion, they have been bought. They have been bought, 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 bought. My belief come to your own conclusion. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. I'm going to take a little break. I'll be back in a minute to continue our dialogue. And the dialogue today is power. We're talking about politics, politics. It's policy, baby. Policy determines winners and losers. Policy determines winners and losers. I'll be right back. People won't give you the real talk on drugs. But it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. 
Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Dad is. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself, discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back. I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show is From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. My topic today what you think about is politics, because right now it's going to loom big, starting now, going forward. I just, put one, I just want to put out an atmosphere that policy determines winners and losers. Policy determines winners and losers. We're about to get hit with a avalanche, black voters, because President Biden is sinking like a ship that's been torpedoed. His approval rating is dismal. The situation, the situation over in Israel, also the home front, is dismal. And you're about to be hit, black America, with an avalanche of, if we don't come out and save democracy, it's our fault. If we don't save America from Trump, it's our fault. I'm here to say to you, Whoopie whoopie do. So what? They have not had a policy aimed at us ever. None of them. Because we have been bamboozled, hoodwinked, into thinking by always showing up and rescuing the Democratic Party that they were going to come to the sense and see that loyalty should be rewarded. It's been over 50 years since Dr. King has been murdered, and we have gone with nothing. Nothing. Nothing for the group who's always voted in the high 90s for the Democratic candidate. I say, don't show up. If you do show up, as I'm going to show up, I'm going to vote. But I'm going to vote down ballot. I'm not going to vote for, for, for President Biden or for Donald Trump. Either one of those, I don't think are worthy of my vote. Because Donald Trump also is giving Israel a blank check. No, now that now that I know what I know, having having read on my own, we have from day one backed the wrong group. We should have been back in the Palestinians. That's why their land was taken. Their land was taken. They were violated. Their land was taken by force. By force, their babies, women, men, and old folks were murdered to make room for the Jews coming from Europe. 
we start out on the wrong foot. So we're going to be inundated that we must save the Democratic Party, and I'm here to say, let them drown. Let them drown. And the reason being, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Black Americans, we used to making nothing into something and surviving. We're used to that. We're used to that. We always come to the rescue, but nobody comes to rescue us. So I'm saying it's time for us to grow up and be political and be strategic. If you ain't getting, if you ain't giving nothing, you ain't getting nothing. It's just that simple. And they're going to roll out President Obama. He's coming now. You know he's coming. Eric Holder, right? Michelle Obama, all the heavyweights coming out. President Clinton, they're all coming out. Coming out in droves to the black community. Because right now, if the election was held today, Donald Trump would be the next president of the United States. That's how dismal President Biden is faring. He ain't a sink, he's not a, 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 a ship that's sinking, he done sunk. And you can bet your last bottom dollar, they're gonna come out in droves, preaching to the, to the black community, you must come and say today. If you don't say today, we're going to lose our democracy. I say, well, let's lose it then. Because democracy ain't done a darn thing for us. Neither have, right, the Constitution, and neither have voting. Let's lose it then. Because policy-wise, you've done nothing aimed at our community only. But you don't mind, because there's no contempt and hate for these other groups, you don't mind having policy specifically aimed at the illegals. Aim at, you know, Asian hate bill. You don't mind doing that. But because of the contempt and hate they have towards us, anything that might remotely benefit or make our lives better is always met with, you just want something or nothing. Ain't no slaves around here. I didn't own no slaves. Every Caucasian in America is benefiting from our, uh, our American Holy Cross Holy Cross that made America. All of them. All of them. All of them. But we can't get a nickel. We can't get any policies aimed at making our lives better as a collective. So I say, when they come calling, they bring out all the heavyweights, I say, with all due respect, we ain't buying. We ain't budget. If you don't have something specifically aimed at us, tailor-made for us, it's going to start to bring about change in our community. Hell with you. That's what I say. Because last election in 2020, I did not vote. I did not cast a vote for Bush nor, nor for uh, Trump because I thought both were not worthy of my vote. Neither one of them. And it's, and it's proved right. President Biden if you look at it, has done nothing to elevate black Americans. Nothing. Nothing. Because why? There's no specificity. Nothing is aimed at our group only. We're too far behind, too far behind for anything called general or universal policy, meaning for everybody, to help us. It's too far behind. It's too far, too far behind. So when you hear, you know, 
these alarmists saying it's doomsday, it's Trump win, it's doomsday, our democracy is doomed, it's doomsday, you know, for uh, the Constitution, all the other good stuff, you know, it's coming. You just say, but so what? We used, you know, we used to being last. We used to struggling. We used to not getting nothing. We used to it. And look what we have done without no help. Despite laws being passed that explicitly stated we was going to be locked out with the blessing and being condoned by the federal government. We locked out. That's why we got no wealth. Well, look what we've done with no help. With no help. Think where we could be if we had policies aimed at us. It's fact that the New Deal might create a white middle class. Those are the laws from the New Bill, from the New Deal with FDR that created the middle class. The GI Bill created the white middle class. Two million black Americans when they fought in World War II got nothing from the GI Bill. Nothing. Nothing. So I say it's time for us to be and act like grown-ups for a change and stop being lured or hoodwinked or bamboozled into the country is going to go to hell. Well, let it go to hell then. Let it go. Let it go. Because you ain't doing nothing for us. You ain't doing a darn thing for us. So why should we lose sleep about the country going to hell? We're already on the bottom as a group. As a collective, we're already there. So why should we feel anything? Because why we 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 have been dealing with been dealing with with with, with, with the least, with less for, for, for since we've been here. Since we've been here. So my belief is. I'm I'm gonna vote. I'm voting now. I'm voting down ballot. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on the ADOS. ADOS to stand for Americans and the Slave. Let them know I'm here. I was here, but you offered nothing for me. I would never again vote for Elizabeth Warren because she did not vote for the ceasefire. I would never vote vote for any of those uh, Congress Congress people. You know, and not that the ceasefire. Gonna make a difference now. Not that not it's gonna change the outcome because if you look at the map of Palestine in 1947, when the stupid UN, it was real stupid, decided to partition Palestine from the get-go now, from the get-go. You're gonna take my land that I'm on. I'm I'm on the land now. You're gonna give 55% to the Jews, I get 45%. How's that gonna work? How well is it going to be? How well is that going to be perceived? And the fifty-five, fifty-five percent that you give to the Jews have what? People on it. Palestinians are already there. They're there in these towns, in these, these, these villages. Well, that dumb or what? So the UN is just as responsible for this situation over there, along with Britain, but also along with the Jews themselves. You saw those people already there when you got there. You already saw that. And because the UN, right, caught up these folks' land, how are you gonna get rid of them? How are you gonna how are you gonna move them without using violence? And once they declared themselves a state in 48, 
they took the arms to move and rid themselves of the Palestinians through what? Terrorism. Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. Terrorism. Terrorism they did to those people. So this here has been a dumb idea since it first rolled out. Policy picks winners and losers. Policies pick winners and losers. And black American, we have been a loser in the last 50 years when it comes to policy because of the innate hate and disdain and taste of us because of 247 years of enslavement when we were chattel slaves, anything and everything could be done to us, and it was. All of a sudden, they have a war. 1865, you say these folks now are free, but guess what? I want you to treat them as citizens. You pass laws for them to be recognized as a United States citizen. They can vote now, etc. But given the foundation it's built on 247 years of chattel property or slaves, what it was, this property, these people, we had no right that no white man had to respect, or woman, no child had to respect. What's the likelihood they're going to want to treat you now as a fellow citizen? Not likely. Unlikely. So we have been fighting for 157 years since emancipation to be viewed and treated and dealt with as citizens. Politics, policies failed because why? There was nothing aimed at us and enforced by the federal government to make sure we be treated fairly in employment, contracts, education, home ownership, health. There's no enforcement aimed at us. And matter of fact, you think about this here. In a hundred years, from 1865 to 1965, hundred years, every year there was a lynching. There was not one president from that point on, from 1865 to 1965, none passed an executive order outlawing lynching. Not one. Not one. Not a one. Not a one. No policy, baby. Policy determines winners and losers. So despite this gruesome act, it was allowed by our government to continue that we were subjected to, not one policy would ever pass during that hideous time that would make lynching of our elders a crime. Not one. Not one. And so, when you really just sit back and think about our country, America, she's a great country. She's a great country. You get, you get no pushback from me on that. She's a great country. She's a great country. If, here's the if, if you possess sufficient wealth to be comfortable, she's a great place to be. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. And we have been struggling our whole time here. Why? No policies were aimed at making our life better given that the foundation is built on 247 years of chattel slavery. And slavery did not end in 1865. It continued for another 100 years under what? The Black Hole, Jim Crow, segregation. So for 350 years, about 407 years here, have been what? Under duress. 
under extreme violence, both psychological, emotional, financial, mental. But we get no redress. We get no policy, right, to make amends for the harm that our government deliberately allows people to what? Subject us to. So the only people in America that the government allowed a holy cause to be committed to against were American more blacks. We the only group, second only to Native American. Now they're getting their reparation because in the federal government, they are allocated billions of dollars for Native American, billions of dollars. But the only other group who was subjected to the Holy Cross here in America that the federal government is responsible for is American born blacks. America does not owe the Jewish community anything. We did not commit genocide against you all. There's, there was no Holy Cross, Holy Cross committee in America against the Jewish community, none. So America does not owe the Jewish community or Israel anything. The debt is owed to American born blacks. We're the only group who's been locked out of being compensated or made whole. I've given up 350 years, 350 years of labor, of labor, and all its productivity. So again, that's policy. Policy. Everything comes back to what? Policy. Policy. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name my program. From the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. From the trenches, from the trenches. And I'm here to say to my group, my group, Ados, America Born Black, politics matters, but policy determines winners and losers. We're going to need politics, that's true, to right this wrong for our children, 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 children. But it's going to take policies aimed at us only to right this wrong in the decades, decades to come. You're going to take more than you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, you do what you can. But for long-term systemic change, it's going to take policies to address this deliberate exclusion, right, allowed and condoned by the federal government. Yes, sir. So until next Wednesday, I'll be back here again. We just put out some more thoughts on what I think and what I believe. Again, I'm here to offend nobody. Got no, no extra grind against nobody. Got no beef with nobody. My focus is on my group because why we are not permanent underclass. We are not permanent underclass in America. The country that we built and to the wealthiest country in the world, we now are dead last. And now with the invasion of all these illegals, you're not needed. You're not needed. You're not needed. Yes, indeed. Those are policies, baby. Policy that allows us to go on. It's all about policy. So I want you wishing you a very happy, uh, robust Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, enjoy your families and friends. And I will be back here next week, you know, with another uh, topic, things I'm seeing from the trenches I want to put out in the atmosphere. You may agree, you may not agree, you might agree with some of it, you might agree with all of it. You might have a different plan. Okay, that's all, that's, that's all good. It's all good. But one thing we can say, it's going to take policies, policies aimed at us only to help us out. 
what you're seeing right now, both in the Middle East, Ukraine, and all these illegal immigration, is policies. That's politics. But it's policies which determine winners and losers. And we, for, for, for some ungodly reason, have been cast on the losing end for 470 years since we've been here. That's right. It's been a long time. But it is what it is. So I wanted to say, you know, we got to, A, just kind of realize it's not going to work for us. It's not going to work for us. So we don't start to fight for ourselves. If we don't demand a new deal aimed at America-born blacks only, when 2053 comes, we're going to be no wealth. That's what they're saying. Economists are coming to the saying, we're going to have no wealth. Well, we're already there. Most of the people are already there. Don't be fooled by your athletes or your entertainers. We are already there. So we got to understand that politics matters. That's true. But if the policy is not aimed at you, it's useless. Useless. So again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Listen to WBC 102.9 FM from the trenches of my program. I'll see you next Wednesday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. God bless you. Until then. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.